Welcome to the Palm Harvest Podcast. We are a community in Costa Mesa, California. To know more about us, visit our website, palmharvest.com. To follow along with today's message, download the Palm Harvest app and click on Sermon Notes. Thank you for listening. last weekend, you know that we started this new sermon series that I'm calling RE. So let me hear you say that word, RE. RE. And today's word in this RE study is the word recalibrate. Say that with me. Recalibrate. Because the goal is in this series, and you heard me share this last weekend, is how do we, how can we, in this case, recalibrate our lives so that we can thrive in a fractured world? Because I think you'd all agree with me that life right now is a little chaotic. We're trying to find our balance again as we come through this pandemic. And so we're trying to look at how can God help us thrive and or flourish in a fractured world. Because as you know, and I hope you believe this, it's God's desire for you to be healthy. Yes? So how does God help us be healthy? How does God help flourish us, our lives, in a, in a fractured world? Well, that's the big idea for our conversation today. So if you're taking notes, this is what we're going to talk about, and that is that God's in the business of recalibrating our priorities. God's in the business of recalibrating our priorities. Brothers and sisters, for you to become the person that God wants you to be, for me to become the person that God wants me to be, God's going to work in our lives in such a way that he's going to recalibrate our priorities so that we can thrive in a fractured world. So turn to your neighbor right now and say, it's time to recalibrate. Okay, well, let's join me for a word of prayer, and then we're going to dive into a passage of Scripture. So let's first, let's pray and ask God to help us recalibrate today. Our Father in heaven, Lord Jesus Christ and Holy Spirit, we gather together in this place, and for those tuning in from around the world, to connect with you and hopefully for you to connect with us. And Lord, today as we look at a Bible story that you told us, that you experienced early in your ministry, Jesus, we pray that the message of this story will help us recalibrate our own priorities in our life so that we can step into a more healthier existence even today. So teach us, we pray. Help us to just hone down today. Help us to listen to what your prompting might say to us today because we want to be healthy. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. And everybody said, amen. Good. All right, if you have a Bible with you today, whether it's in paper or digital form on one of your digital apps, turn to the Gospel of Luke, chapter 5. Luke is found in the New Testament portion of the Bible, so it's Matthew, Mark, Luke. It's the third book of the Gospels. And in chapter 5, we're going to read a story that you've probably read before and heard many times before. But as always, uh, I'm going to read the first four verses. And as, as the story unfolds before us, try to picture the scene in your mind, okay? Luke chapter 5, beginning at verse 1. I'm going to be reading now the New Living Translation version. It says, one day as Jesus was preaching on the shore of the Sea of Galilee, great crowds pressed in on him to listen to the word of God. He noticed two empty boats at the water's edge, for the fishermen had left them 
and they were washing their nets. Stepping into one of the boats, Jesus asked Simon, maybe Simon Peter, your Bible might say, its owner, to push out into the water. So Jesus sat in the boat and taught the crowds from there. One more verse, verse 4. When Jesus had finished speaking, he said to Simon, Now go out where it is deeper and let down your nets to catch some fish. Now can you picture the scene in your mind? Jesus, we're told here, is walking along the shore of the Sea of Galilee. There's, there's people who are crowding in on him as they're trying to listen to this new teacher in the land, kind of this rabbi, this, this spiritual uh, guru, in, in, in maybe in people's eyes. They're trying to hear what he has to say, and, and there's, apparently there's so many people on Jesus that he decides to, to, to pivot. I guess that's a new word that everybody's using these days. He tries to improvise. And what's he do? He sees a couple of boats there along the, the shore's edge, and he climbs into that one of them to continue his, his teaching. After sharing his message, what's the Bible writer tell us? Jesus then turns to the, the owner, one of the owners, a guy by the name of Simon, we're told here, uh, and, and asks him to really push out in, in, into, into deeper water. Now, Jesus, if, you, if we read on in the story, and we're going to in, in a moment, Jesus obviously has an agenda this day that goes beyond just teaching the masses, teaching the people who had gathered there to hear him. Basically, what Jesus is about to do, and, and Simon Peter doesn't realize this, but Jesus is having a job interview with Simon. Jesus is, 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 is there to sort of, I, I suspect it's probably not a surprise that, that they may have already had a, a bit of a relationship already because both men, you know, grew up in the area. And it's not a, it wasn't a huge, huge area. But basically, Simon, Jesus is going to try to determine whether or not Simon can be part of his kingdom ministry plan, right? Now, Simon has no idea that that's what Jesus is, is about. But, in fact, if, you, if we read on the story, which we're going to in a minute, you're going to learn that Simon really considers him the last guy who Jesus would want to be a part of his kingdom ministry team. But if you're familiar with the story, you know, and particularly if you're familiar with the stories about Jesus, you know that Jesus was in the business of recruiting who? Sinners, right? Any sinners in the house today? You know, Jesus was in the business of recruiting people like you, and, and me. And, and you know what I, I love about this recruiting business that Jesus was a part of? It's really our first point here in the story is that Jesus meets me right where I'm at. Jesus meets me right where I'm at. So as you come into this auditorium today, I don't know if you feel clean or if you feel dirty. I don't know if your life, right now you're at the top of the mountain or if some of you are in, are in the valley. You know, I don't know if, if, if you're having a good day or if you're having a bad day, but what I do know based upon the stories of Jesus in the Bible, and as, as we're going to see here reinforced here in this, in this particular story, is that Jesus meets me right where I'm at. Look at verse 4 again. So Jesus says, it says, When Jesus had finished speaking, he said to Simon, Now go out to where it is deeper and let down your nets to catch some fish. Master, verse 5, Simon replied, We worked hard all last night, and didn't catch a thing, didn't catch a thing, but if you say so, I'll let down, I'll let the nets down again. Point number two. Jesus challenges me to trust him. 
Now, yes, Jesus invites me and comes and meets me where I'm at, but Jesus, as we can see here in this story, invites you and me and invites particularly Simon Peter to trust him. Now, I want you to put yourself for a moment in, in Simon Peter's sandals, his fishing sandals, okay? How many fishermen and women do we have in the house? How many have ever gone fishing? A few of you, okay? How many of you done any catching? There's a difference between fishing and catching, isn't there? Well, Peter, we're told here, he's been out all night fishing, not catching, right? He's gotten skunked. He has nothing to show uh, to really show for or to sell at the marketplace. And now Jesus, we're told, is asking Peter to push back out into open waters to let down the nets. Now, what were we told here that Peter and his partners were doing when Jesus arrived? They were doing what? They were cleaning the nets. And so it's not just a matter of going out in the water and throwing your, your nets overboard again, but once you come back into shore, what do you have to do once you get back into shore? You've you got to clean, clean your nets. Now, didn't Jesus know how much work that would entail for Peter to go back out into open waters and throw his nets overboard? I mean, didn't Jesus understand the time and sacrifice required to do such a thing? Listen, had I been in Simon Peter's sandals, I probably would have been a little grumpy. I probably would not have been the happiest person or the funnest person to be around at that moment. Anybody ever experienced grumpy Pastor Mike? You know, right? Oh, yeah. Oof. You know, it, listen, if my livelihood was dependent upon me catching fish, and I went an entire night without getting a single bite or at least without catching something that I, could, that I could keep, right, to either sell at the market or maybe even just to feed my own family, I don't think I would be feeling all that enthusiastic about going back out into the open sea to throw overboard my nets again. Anybody with me on, on that? No, Jesus. Thanks, thanks for the ask, but no, Jesus, now's the time to go home, right? Jesus, now's the time for me to go home, take a shower, hot shower, have a good bite to eat, maybe see my kids if they're still, as, you know, it's, it's in the morning now, I'll kiss them, kiss them goodnight from my perspective before they go off to school, and then I'm going to hit the sack, and I'm going to dream about maybe what I can do better tomorrow, what kind of different, you know, lures or bait I can use in order to change my circumstances. No, thank you, Jesus. I'm going, I'm going home, right? Thanks for the ask, Jesus, but go climb into someone else's boat. Can you feel the tension in the story? Can you feel the tension of what Jesus is asking Peter to do here? Now, church, don't miss this. Jesus is challenging Peter to trust him. Jesus wasn't put off by Peter's lack of spirituality, as we're going to see here in a moment. But rather, Jesus climbs into Peter's boat. Jesus meets Peter right where he's at, and he challenges him to trust him. And, and really what Jesus does, he, he says, what's he say? Go out a little bit deeper, right? Throw over your nets. Picture this scene in your mind. And let's see what will happen. Peter, are you game? 
Peter, are you up for something a little crazy, a little, you know, inconvenient? Big ask, don't you think? But do you know what's even crazier in this story? It's even crazier than Jesus' request. I think it's the fact that Peter chose to listen to him. I think it's the fact that Jesus, Peter, the fact that Peter chose to respond positively to, to Jesus' challenge. Peter dutifully pushes his boat back out into the open sea. I don't know, maybe he was just too tired. Maybe he didn't want to argue with Jesus. Maybe he was just trying to be polite. It was, the, it was what his mom had taught him to do. But for whatever reason, Peter decides to listen to Jesus' challenge, receive it, and obey it. And notice what happens next. Look again at verse 5. Master Simon replied, we worked hard all night. Didn't catch a thing. But if you say so, I'll let, down, I'll let the nets down again. And this time, this time, their nets were so full of fish, they began to tear. A shout for help brought their partners in the other boat, and soon both boats were filled with fish and on the verge of sinking. Think about that, on the verge of sinking. When Simon Peter realized what had happened, he fell to his knees before Jesus and said, Oh, Lord, please leave me. Please leave me. Go away from me, Lord. I'm too much of a sinner to be around you. For he was awestruck by the number of fish they had caught, as were the others with him. His partners, James and John, the sons of Zebedee, were also amazed. Jesus replied to Simon, don't be afraid. From now on, from now on, you'll be fishing for people. And as soon as they landed, they left everything and followed Jesus. Point number three. Jesus invites me to join him. Jesus invites me to join him. You know, God's not only in the business of recruiting sinners, but what we can see here is he also invites and commissions sinners to join him on kingdom stuff. You see, Jesus is in the business of recalibrating what? Priorities. So I want you to personalize this story. I wonder how many times God prompts us to do something or to say something or maybe not to do something or not to say something, but we choose to disobey. We choose maybe not to respond. I mean, if anybody had a good reason to reject Jesus' request, it was Simon Peter, don't you think? But for whatever reason, Simon decides to do what Jesus asks him. And in so doing, he and his fishing partners hit the mother load. We talked about this story before. The Bible tells us that, that he and his partners, they catch so many fish, their boats are on the verge of sinking. Woo! You know, and friends, do you think that Jesus had the attention of these fishermen now? I mean, if Simon Peter was feeling a little groggy after his all-night fishing expedition, I suggest, and I think you'd probably agree with me, that he is very much wide awake right now. Jack, would that be true? 
Jesus definitely has their attention. Now, brothers and sisters, let let the message of this story sink in. I challenge you to believe today. And if you believe, I challenge you to re-believe, to recalibrate, to reinforce this in the series of re's, to believe the truth that Jesus, in the same way that he reached out to Peter and met Peter where he was at, I invite you to believe that Jesus is willing to meet you where you're at and get this, like Peter, to join Jesus on doing kingdom stuff. I think Jesus is just as eager to recruit you and me as he was eager to recruit Peter. Have you ever said to God, God, I'm not good enough? God, I'm not spiritual enough? God, I'm not... You fill in the blank. You know, I wonder where God is challenging some of you to trust him today. I wonder where God is inviting some of you to join him today. You know, I wonder where Jesus might be inviting you to give it a go just one more time. Friend, I don't know what kind of baggage, if any, you might be carrying. I don't know if you have any regrets. I don't know if any of you wish that you could have a do-over. I don't even know what kind of dreams some of you might be having that you, up until now you've just been, I don't really know how to go about it, Mike. I don't really know how to tackle this thing that, that keeps burning in my heart. I just don't know how to get started. Maybe that's where you're at today. I don't know. But what I do know based upon the truth of this Bible story here in Luke chapter 5, is that you and I are not alone. Somebody say amen to that. What I do know and what I invite you to believe is that Jesus is eager to step into your boat and climb into your life and embrace you right where you are at and where I am at, sin and all. Somebody say amen to that. The question is for you and the question is for me is will you trust him? Will you join him and will you allow him to recalibrate your priorities? Now, is that risky? Oh, yeah, it's risky. For sure. But friends, as we step into God and as we allow him to step into us and recalibrate our priorities, we will begin to thrive. We will begin to flourish in a fractured world that we are living in. And so let's pray a couple of prayers today, okay? So put everything down because I'm, I'm wrapping this up. Very simply, I want you to put your open, again, as we always do every week, invite you to open the palms of your hand. Just open. It's like, okay, God, I'm coming to you, but open. Just put them in there in your lap. Now pray this prayer in your heart. Say, Jesus, thank you for loving me. Jesus, thank you for valuing me. Jesus, thank you for inviting me to be a part of your kingdom activities. Now pray this. Jesus, please forgive my sins. And help me to shift my focus off of myself. Help me to shift my priorities off of myself and onto others.
And Jesus, please help me to be responsive to your invitations just as Simon Peter was because I want to be a fisher of men. In Jesus' name, I pray. And everybody said, amen. Now turn to your neighbor and say, Jesus is with you. Jesus is with you. Thank you for listening to the Palm Harvest podcast. We would love to get to know you. So download the Palm Harvest app for free and fill out our connection card. Your continued support helps us spread hope around the world. You can also give in our app and find out more about our community.